So, at long last, we have arrived. We've played through 20-plus sessions of Iron Sworn, 18 oh sessions of Starforge, all the same storyline of these Ironlanders who found a spaceship, who, who left, went into space to find a very strange uh, 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 galaxy, and has now they have now found a new home. And with me to bring our Starforged campaign to its thrilling conclusion is none other than Caleb. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It feels really good to be back after what feels like a century. And I mean, to be closing this thing out, I am so excited to see where where everything gets left on the board. You know, let's 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 see what happens. I mean, we're it kind of kind of anything can happen. To be honest, though, we we don't have a ton of progress made on our big giant goal of settling on this planet. So we want to try to make as much progress as we can this session, and then we're going to roll on our legacies to see what the outcome of both half and the rest of the Ironlanders is. Uh, you know, how we're going to bring it to a close. So let me kind of recap and, and bring everybody up to speed. Our Ironlanders turned Star Forgers have entered a vault, a vault with kind of interdimensionality. Uh, we, we find ourselves in this strange place. It's almost like a pocket dimension. And after much traversing, we finally came to the planet, the planet that was told to us by the Sacro Shamu is hidden and that nobody knows, uh, and that where we could leave, live peacefully. In our attempt to land on the planet, the, the, the one ship we had left, the Chum Bucket, was just too beat up, and we realized KB telling us that it just wasn't going to make it. So the best option was to escape in our pods, our, our escape pods. So that's what we did. And uh, the, the roles uh, decided that Half and some of the Ironlanders landed in a certain section of uh, this planet, this planet that is a very uh, kind of northern, cold, uh, uh, mountainous terrain, similar to the planet that we lived on uh, all of those years, so um, familiar. Uh, I, I currently have the map kind of busted out here, and uh, I'd like to think that, you know, maybe half landed somewhere in this area, kind of to the northeast, and maybe uh, to the north or the southwest, southeast is uh, is our uh, remaining troop. Got so, it. you know, we crash landed, got out of our pods, and we realized that KB was like in each pod. You know, like his mind is kind of spread out across all of these pods. And and Amanda and I realized, oh, this will be interesting in a hundred years when these pods are still around, maybe people will travel to these pods as like, you know, temples to talk to the magical KB or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, so with that in mind, we decided, okay, we got to find the other Ironlanders. And we started heading on our way. And something we learned was that there was a, um, a, a, a species of like dinosaur like ice dinosaur kind of kind of used to the cold temperature of course amanda was playing so dinosaurs got yeah, involved dinosaurs yep. that makes sense and uh we tried to tame some of them to make it a little easier on our journey and that didn't work uh in fact things got a little bit more hairy because it it, it ended with um a big like rhinoceros elephant like creature kind of getting, uh, 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 hearing us, you know, trying to, to tame these dinosaurs and attacked us. We managed to get away. 
and separated ourselves from that situation. So we join uh, half again. Uh, now, you know, with, with things have calmed down. We, we, we got away from this crazy monster and we're kind of back to square one. We haven't really progressed much, uh, but it's time to get the hell to our remaining Ironlanders. So with that in mind, knowing that we have to undertake a little bit of an expedition, I have made a vow for us. We have four out of ten progress. If we can complete this vow, we find the other Ironlanders, and, and we're that much closer to completing our, our final vow. So with that in mind, what do you think is the best move to do, Caleb? What are we doing? Um, I think that we've got to start that expedition. Uh, I mean, do we have a sense of where exactly those escape pods are? Did did we have a, a heading uh, in that direction? Or yeah, was... I, I definitely, oh. I definitely think we know that it was to the kind of southeast, southeast of us. Uh, there is like a small mountain range that we can either go over or around to get to them. So I think that uh, half sees that mountain range as a shorter uh, through distance onto the other side so that we can get to our buddies before, you know, the ice storm dinosaurs get to them first. So I think half is going to prepare an expedition running through the mountain pass and, and carving a way through to the southeast. And we have like three or four Ironlanders with us, you know, that, that kind of landed on our side. Um, yeah. So we're going to we're going to undertake that expedition. Let me pull up the move to do just that. First move of the last game, we're going to undertake the expedition. Now we can roll with edge, shadow or wits. If you open the half character sheet, you'll right. see that um, I think his uh, let me just real quick pull up our summary here. Uh, stop touching the character sheet. I'm for sorry. A I uh, forgot we're both doing it. <laughs> heart, shadow, and wits uh, are, I think, what we roll on, and heart is our strongest. Uh, actually, wait, I might be saying that wrong. Edge, shadow, and wits. Uh, shadow would be our strongest asset for half if we're going to do that. Yeah. So I think shadow would be the way to go then. I think that we're skulking up this mountain, taking our sweet time to do so, trying to avoid whatever. Uh, manic versions of the wildlife can get to us up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll your shadow. Okay. Let's see how we do. Welcome Reckless Attack. Welcome CMYK Matter. Ghost of Eli. Hope you guys are enjoying yourself. Alright, we got a weak A weak hit. Weak hit. Here we go. Uh, on a weak hit, uh, you will reach a waypoint. Envision the location and mark progress per the rank of your expedition, but the progress costs you. So we will either make two suffer moves, one big suffer move, or face a peril, which we'd roll a d hundred to figure out what that might be. Um, I think let's go with a, a big suffer move. I think that this is a harrowing adventure. I mean, I'm picturing like Lord of the Rings on the way to Moria sort of thing. <laughs> Mountains fighting back against us, a big blizzard at the top, and we're just, you know, five people against the world, essentially. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So let's do a big suffer. Okay, so we're going to reduce one of our stats by minus two. Now, do we suffer supply, spirit, or health? Um, I think it's, it's spirit, because I think that this whole uh, adventure is very uh, hard on the emotion. We're all thinking man, this was supposed to be our paradise and we're not even all together. And right. 
we could die right here and the journey could be over. Uh, you, you know, we could end the, our legacy here on this mountain. So uh, many, many spirits are down on the top of this mountain. Gotcha. So we need to reduce our spirit by two. So it's going to go to three. And let me go to our suffer moves where we will uh, endure stress. We're going to face mental strain, shock, or despair. Now, we're either going to roll spirit or heart, whichever is heart, higher. But I think our spirit is higher. Yeah, we got it three. sure is. So let me change your spirit to three and go ahead and roll that spirit. A strong hit with nice. a match. Okay, that's very wow. good. So uh, on a strong hit, you can either shake it off. If you are not shaken, take plus one spirit, which you're not. Uh, you're not shaken. Embrace the darkness, take plus one momentum. Either way, because it's a match... You can either take a like a flavor bonus, like this, you know, things are getting better quickly, or I'll allow you to reduce or or gain two spirit instead of just one. Um, I think I'll go with the flavor there. I'm thinking that half gives some rousing speech in the middle of this expedition that that keeps spirits up and, and keeps them moving even faster through the mountain. And, you know, just as they're starting to move, they, they find a shortcut through and the momentum bursts as everybody's like, well, maybe it's not nearly as dark as we thought, right? Right, exactly. Now, you can still either take plus one spirit or plus one momentum, whichever you prefer. We'll take that plus one momentum. Let's do oh, it. Oh, yeah. All right. Going all in today. Uh, your momentum goes to eight. And awesome. we can continue the expedition. So uh, uh, it sounds like uh, we can, under our vows, bring uh, this this find the Ironlanders up by. Let's. I think it was dangerous, so we'll bring it up by two. We have six out of ten. Um, we can continue the expedition, or we can do something else. I don't like the odds of six out of ten. Yeah. So let's continue that expedition. Let's at least get a few more marks in there. Got uh, it. We, we got a ways to go here. Are we going to continue stealthily, or are we doing something else? Moving with speed? You know, also, I, think it, I, I might add real quick, Caleb, we're at the top of a mountain. It might be worth gathering information to get an idea, because you would imagine you'd be able to see you, where our very, allies might be. You're very right. I mean, we'd have a full full berth of the, the valley, right? So let's, let's get out to a, a, a looking point, you know, after this speech, after we've made such considerable ground, before we begin the trip down the mountain. I want to get a look at everything around us. I'm getting a very uh, uh, Moses and the Ten Commandments vibe for some reason. Yeah, you know oh, there you I mean? go. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're the nomadic refugees. If, if half it. comes down with a bunch of tablets, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. So we're going to gather some information. You're going to roll plus wits. Okay. And we'll see what comes of that. Okay. I'm going to press the summary page, and it's going that's to move fine. it for that's, that's where you want to be. <laughs> okay. Uh, a weak hit. There we go. You I'll don't have the best wits, too. So that's that's kind of impressive. With a wits of yeah. one, uh, that's great. So, uh, you are gathering information. On a weak hit, the information provides new insight, but complicates your quest. Envision what you discover. Take plus one momentum. So, so something good happens, but there's a complication to that. So I think good. Uh, the good thing that happens, for sure, is we see the Ironlanders. Okay. We're we're close enough that we can actually see them down in the valley itself. I think the complication is 
that there is this strange geometric shape floating over the Ironlanders themselves. Think like an obelisk, Ooh. almost. Oh, interesting. Um, that is clearly pursuing the Ironlanders themselves, and they're in some sort of a standoff down in the valley. Interesting. Um, and it'll be up to us to get down and find out exactly what's happening. So if there's a standoff, there has to be some kind of reason why whatever this thing is isn't completely doing whatever it is it's planning to do to them. I, I don't know if maybe they're in some kind of position. Maybe they're in a hill or they're in a a, a, a cave or, or something of some kind. In my mind, I mean, they've learned from half. Uh, they've learned from each other for a long time. Ironlanders, in our history at least of playing this game, have been pretty scrappy and, and yeah. hiding and, yeah. and keeping themselves hidden. So I definitely think it's sort of like a guerrilla uh, tactic of staying close to the trees, and they're they're perched into an area where only we can see them from the skyline, and okay. this obelisk is sort of floating in position around them. I, I like that. I like the idea of maybe, you know, half sees the uh, a couple of the last Ironlanders running into the forest, yeah. uh, and, and this strange obelisk kind of following them, and then kind of staying, maybe doesn't go into the forest, maybe is, you know, like you said, around the perimeter of it. Uh, so he knows there's some something, uh, uh, some kind of uh, intelligence or something that is uh, uh, kind of threatening the other Ironlanders. So, all right. So we, we know what we have to do. We've got to get to them. We have uh, six out of ten progress. Time to undertake our expedition. Uh, but real quick, because we gather the information, we can increase our momentum by one. So now we have nine. And now we're going to do that. So let's roll with Shadow, unless you'd like to roll with something else to undertake no, this expedition. No, let's, let's definitely do Shadow. All right, let's do it. See what you get. Oof. I'm going to burn the momentum. Okay. A, a strong hit. Could have been a miss, but you're going to turn it into a, uh, a strong hit. We're going to burn that, and it's going to take you back to two. And we are going to take a strong hit. So on a strong hit, you reach a waypoint, envision the location, and mark progress per the rank of your expedition. So uh, because of that, we will have another two. We'll have eight out of ten progress. And what is this new waypoint that we reach man so i think we we finally reach the bottom of the mountain and enter into this valley so i mean half and the other islanders are scrapping over boulders and rocks and sliding down the mountain it is this mad dash to try and get to that situation with the islanders and save their people before before they lose half of their their landing force mm -hmm. and so we come out into this this valley that is largely um uh, it, it, it's emptied uh, for this long plain, and that's where the obelisk sits in that center, and and sort of skirts around that perimeter like it's uh, like it's finding the circumference of a circle, basically mm -hmm. around the plains, and then that is perimetered by uh, these really thick forest uh, uh, lines where the Ironlanders are hiding in in between, and they're, they're beelining between the trees. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so Half knows that there is this potential threat. He needs to either neutralize it or communicate with it. You know, what is the first approach? So I think the first approach is actually, I mean, Half has been through so much. We have to at least once learn something, right? Um, <laughs> and so Half is going to attempt to regroup with the others and find out exactly what's going on first. Gotcha. So before we even approach this obelisk or decide what comes next, 
half is thinking of their people first. And Makes sense. You're going to go talk. Wanna, go ahead. They want to run through the forest line and, and talk with the other Iron Man. All right, we have eight out of ten progress on this vow of finding the, the remaining Ironlanders. We could roll on it now, or if you want, you we could say that you're far enough that you might need to undertake the expedition of getting to them. I feel good about an eight out of ten. Eight I out mean, of ten is pretty damn good. But let's do it, I think. You're going to roll 2d10, and you just okay. want to hope that at least two of them, or at least one of them, is under eight. Ooh, nice. Oh. That means a Whoop. strong hit. A one and a seven. Okay. That is a strong hit. Uh, we are going to... We're going to complete this vow. Let's fulfill our vow. On a strong hit, your vow is fulfilled, and you will mark ro a reward on your quest legacy track. Uh, this was a dangerous, so we'll mark two on our legacy track. This is good because our legacy track has to do with... Um, how we end our game, uh, you know, kind of the, the overall uh, legacy of our character. So we get to the first tree line. We meet the other Ironlanders. Uh, what do they tell us? Do we come up with it? Do we roll for the Oracle? Do we gather information? Um, so I think in this situation, let's go to the Oracle. I think it'll be interesting if that decides for us. I mean, we've always done it in the past. It's the finale. We might as well see what this game is so great for, and that's creating the drama for us. Let's right. see it. All right, so what is the question we're asking the Oracle? Uh, is this thing, you know, has this thing been attacking the Ironlanders, or...? Yeah, yeah. Let's ask it if it means harm. Um, has it demonstrated harm? Yes, has it demonstrated harm. Okay, know? Um, I think, really, it should be 50-50 for this one, because if it, it, it's just as interesting if it hasn't, because then we could have kind of a social situation here. Yeah. So, let's roll a, uh, D-100, 51 or greater, yes, it, yes, it has shown harm, or yes, it has not, you decide. I think, uh, greater than 50 should be peaceful, okay. less than 50 is violent. Makes sense. Let's see what we get. 51 or greater, it is peaceful, and it is peaceful. Oh, there it is. So, you know, maybe the other Ironlanders are like, it just spooked the hell out of us, and we just kind of ran away from it. Right, we had, we'd run into so many other things that tried to kill us on site. <laughs> it was it was just natural response. But it has an I attack, yeah. I like to think yeah. that it's like broadcasting, like a loudspeaker almost, mm. in this language that we don't understand. So in between them huddled in this forest tree line, there is this loud, like, think War of the Worlds remake of that booming, unintelligible alien language right. that's that's shooting through the perimeter. And, you know, the other Ironlanders are like, we weren't running towards that. <laughs> um, and so it's a situation of uh, they've got no idea what this thing wants. That, that makes total sense to me. Uh, real quick, I just remembered that our extreme challenge of settling on this vital world, I think we're that much closer, so we now have uh, 6 out of 10 progress for that, which was which is good. Um, awesome. Okay, so knowing that it hasn't attacked, uh, knowing that it's projecting this strange sound that maybe sounds like language, what, what, what is Half uh, thinking to do next? So... I think at this point, gathering information makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. I think that they come together, they realize, uh, you know, through watching this thing, that it, it just sort of comes to the perimeter 
you know, throws out that language and doesn't do much past that. And with the new Ironlanders uh, information, it's clear that they could try something. And so I think it becomes a big, you know, stakeout of this strange shifting geometric uh, mm. shape out there in the plains. Uh, you know, maybe it's even something that takes a, a day and a night of just waiting and watching and seeing um, and, and trying to figure out what it is that this thing wants. Just being extra cautious and, and really trying to understand it. Okay, uh, yeah. go ahead and make a uh, wits roll. Okay. And let's see what happens. You rolled pretty well on wits last time. Oh, not so well oh. this time. Yeah, not this time. All right, on a miss, your investigation unearths a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth that undermines your quest. Now, we do have to pay the price. So roll another D100, and let's see what that means. 74. On a 74... You waste resources, is what it says. Now, we don't necessarily have to do that. I, I, I like the idea. Of, I mean, it does make sense that if we're just waiting around so long, we're eating our rations and etc. Yeah. Uh, this is probably uh, forest that doesn't have a ton of, like, uh, creatures and stuff in it. Um, I think that tracks. I think it could easily be seen as half is way more interested in this thing than the rest of the Ironlanders mm. are. Some of them see this thing as the reason why, you know, they almost died and so the others are, are really hell-bent on, you know, why aren't we settling? Why aren't we working on finding our city? Why are we sitting here watching this thing? And, and Half has this gut feeling. Right. So they've always been so instinctual. And this is an instinct of like, no, this is something. We, we've got to see it through. And All right. So we're wasting rations to get through that. So this was a miss. Our investigation unearths a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth. What do we think that might be? I think it's an unwelcome truth. I'm just wondering what that unwelcome truth is. Uh, maybe the unwelcome truth is we are not alone on this planet. I mean, we have no. some kind of intelligent thing, you know, that is clearly tracking us, trying to speak to us. Um, maybe it's even more complicated, too, in the sense that this thing is like, it just doesn't look alive. It's like a, it's like a, it's like an obelisk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking maybe uh, exactly that. It doesn't seem alive, and it resembles some of the uh, technology we saw on vaults, mm. uh, like like that shifting palace we got stuck in a time before, and and some of the other technology we've seen that have been left out in the galaxy. And you know, obviously, that's commonly you know associated with terrible things we had to. <laughs> go through to get here right and it's it's this unwelcome truth of not only is this thing here among this planet but it means we really could never escape how dangerous this galaxy is whatever made those vaults is here making this as well right so we we understand that this thing is probably some some either remnant of the progenitor race that created these vaults who knows? Maybe it's a, an aspect of the progenitors themselves. Do we approach it? Do we contact it? What do we do? Yeah, so I think that Half believes it to be sentient. I, I mean, the the use of that communication and the varied calls and, and the different words used, none of them intelligible, but it's enough for Half to think, you know what? 
this is going to be our planet and if it's going to be we need to understand it um and and so after this night of no ra of losing rations and losing time and losing trust amongst the ironlanders right. uh you know uh, one of the you know grabs half on the shoulder and says look they're not going to listen to you for long whatever you're doing here we're running out of time and half shrugs it off and goes you know what fuck it i'll talk to it and and walks out past the tree line probably to the chagrin of everyone else mm. calling it after him as as he steps out in front of this uh the sentient uh, shifting obelisk. I'm, I'm sure many of the Ironlanders are already drawing straws for who's going to be the next leader as he's, he's yeah. doomed, right? So half walks out, um, set, set the scene. Is it day or night? I think it's night. I okay. think this is by torchlight. This has Ooh. been the entire day they've spent to it. And, and it's just become uh, unavoidable in half's mind either this happens right now or they have to leave they have to accept that they'll never know what's on this planet and what, what's going to kill them around the corner i'd and like so to it's, go ahead go ahead i, I was uh, just gonna say i'd like to think just to kind of you know paint the scene as well the obelisk probably glows in some way you know what i mean i was it's thinking just, the same thing like a pale yeah. green glow that that runs along these runes that go off the side and so you have this imagery of of half who probably has some version of a torch or, uh, you know, uh, some plasma in, in their hands, impossibly small in the the huge uh, uh, shadow of this obelisk that floats in the center of this uh, massive plane, this crop circle, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're standing out in front of each other, you know, and the, the obelisk is slowly shifting around and standing right before him. We, we, you know, the Ironlanders have made contact with intelligent species before, but this is definitely kind of a, a, a new thing for them. Uh, Hollow Die Weiss Wolf says, it just turns out this was meant to be an Ikea speaker, saying there needs to be a cleanup on aisle X. Yeah, uh, that would that be disappointing. Uh, so <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. Uh, we are going to go speak with this thing. Um, what are we doing? Are we facing danger? Kind of feels like we're facing danger. Kind of yeah. feels like we might be making a connection uh i think we might need to face danger first though yes making a connection can be our ultimate goal mm -hmm. but there's no telling that this thing actually does mean no harm to us right exactly just, ha just hasn't so far <laughs> so we have our we have our attributes edge heart iron shadow or wits if you were going out to be sociable that would be with heart if you are um going out with aggression that would be edge uh, that doesn't feel right. Expertise, focus, or observation is with wits. I feel like half is a very determined person and always has been. And this is something that has become crystallized in his mind that he is supposed to talk to this thing. It wants to talk. It's been broadcasting this language. It clearly wants some sort of response. Half is going to be the one to give it. I, I think it's hard. Gotcha. So let me look real quick at your assets just to make sure that there's nothing we can use here. Uh, we have a weapon master, a veteran, and we do have a glow cat, by the way. I forgot. I keep forgetting oh to mention this. Oh, my God. There's like a little glow cat that hangs out with you that, that glows. Uh, the, the reason I mention is because um, when you're talking to others, um, this oh. creature uh, has embodies those impressions through the colors and intensity of its fur. When you secure an advantage by studying 
your Glowcat's reaction in a charged interaction, you may add your companion's health uh, okay. to the to the roll. So that's just something to think about uh, maybe when you're talking with this thing. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, there isn't really a, uh, a face danger benefit. So we're going to face danger using whatever asset you think is is best. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, that heart. Okay. Rolling with heart, your best attribute. It should go well. It should. It strong should go well. hit. Oh All right. Hell yeah. Uh, here we go. On a strong hit, you are successful. You may take plus one momentum, so that momentum's going to three. What's so good about this interaction? What happens here? I think that half clearly has no idea what to say, but it is going out there to say something and begins to call attention to it in the Ironlander speech. Um, and I think that there is a recognition on the other side. Um, and I think that, uh, I mean, we use the iron speech as well. Oh, that's we're, right. We're, yeah. si- we're, we're signing along with that voice. And as half is just starting to think it's not working, looking at the glow cat to see if there's any emotions off mm. the side. And, and there's still just no show that this thing is even sentient, that it's right. alive, that it could be human. Um, He's just about to give up when the the glow of the obelisk comes back up and these shifting rocks come out from the side and begin to iron speak back oh, to us. Gotcha. So um, basically the, the, the obelisk was kind of learning, like it was waiting for you to kind of go through some motions so we could learn your language. Exactly. I and like so that. it comes about speaking, you know, in sign to us as well as eventually breaking up in that that terrible war of the world speech into well our version of english right our version of a of language between us so it starts signing at us and what does it say oh god we um, could um we could we could roll you know just to maybe get some flavor or what do you think I think um, I think it could be a good time to roll. I have an idea for if we don't roll, but I don't think it's as good as rolling. It, it, let's let's roll. If we don't love it, we could always use a different um, your idea. Uh, let's go real quick to the uh, oracles to get that idea. So we've got a couple rolls here. We've got an action table, a theme table, a descriptor, and a focus table. What do you, what do you think? think about a, a theme? Sure. With theme hit the the right? theme of what it's talking about makes sense. Roll a D hundred and let's see what the theme is. Okay. Eighteen. An eighteen is danger. Danger, oh. Will Robinson. It's it's trying to inform us of some kind of danger. Maybe not necessarily immediately uh, you know, happening, but a danger nonetheless. What do you think? Danger nonetheless. I like it. I just have no idea what that danger could be. Uh, you know, danger could also mean... Uh, oh, you know what? It doesn't specify when this danger is, right? Not um, yet. No, we haven't defined that yet. So maybe it is detailing a hugely long distance danger. Maybe it's a doomsday device. Okay. Um, for seeing, you know, some eventual ending to not just the planet itself, but to uh, the galaxy itself, right? Interesting. Um, 
if it was so, that if it was that enormous, it would be a relatively benign threat because let's be honest, the Ironlanders aren't going to be around when that's an issue, right? Like when our yeah. sun explodes, like who cares? So we're not going to be here for that. So in my mind, I'm thinking maybe it's it's almost like a distress call for someone to solve it. Maybe it's a preventable uh, instance. Now. I haven't worked out what what that is that we have to prevent, but maybe this thing was put in place to bestow a mission on on uh, people, or at least to give a purpose. Yeah, you're, you're uh, definitely getting my mind that. kind of working here because now you're making me think. Okay, progenitor species create yeah. like this these series of pocket vault dimension type things. They've got this like you know uh, 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 default planet that we find and, and land on. Yeah, you know, the goal of a progenitor, or a, a, an extremely advanced race, might be something as wild as escape the inevitable heat death of the universe. Right, and perhaps this obelisk is like my goal is to educate or guide some race into that, you know, goal. Yes, and and so it is sort of giving us this mission to prevent that heat death. In the same breath that it's offering to be the guide, essentially, in my mind is like we're going. I'm going to feed you the the information of an ancient, centuries gone sure. race, everything that they had, so that you can be prepared for when it's your time to pass the uh, the torch to build another obelisk and give it off to the next person. To that's very interesting. It makes me think of. You know, there, there's Dune vibes there of like, yeah. you know, you there, there's all this setup for a potential like, you know, uh, kind of race of people that 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 kind of reach this this apex of technology and kind of start, you know, taking over the universe or whatever. It's, it's interesting because our Ironlanders are always so, you know, on the edge of survival and, and what this thing is offering is is godhood in a way, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it is utopia, essentially. You you found the vaults, you listened to our messages, you found this world, right. and you're to be celebrated. You're to join the progenitors and, and become the next echelon of, of utopian society and give something back to the world now that you are sort of uh, given peace. Interesting. So here's the, the, the thought I'm having, which is that half is intelligent enough to realize, you know, KB, another artificial intelligence, kind of guided them here or, or helped them here. Um, does half, you know, the, taking the time to... Th maybe this is the course of, like, many days half is communicating with this thing. Maybe the other Ironlanders so. come out and are, like, less terrified of this thing. And, and I maybe, think we start camping in yeah. that plane, that crop circles where we make our first camps, and this is the 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 fruit of many uh, you know days of, right. of discussion. And and what I'm trying to get at is that half probably comes to a crossroad, because what we're implying is that this these Ironlanders would be guided, but kind of taught, kind of um, schooled, and kind of designed into a certain uh, 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 fate. Is that yeah. something that Half believes is the best thing for the Ironlanders? Or does he think, you know what, 
as long as this thing doesn't attack us, we're going to go our way. You know, we're, we're going to make right. our own decisions because this thing is offering us godhood, but we don't know what the hell that means. I, you know, it's hard to fathom that. Yeah, uh, I, I think definitely half is at a point of view where half feels out of their depth at this point. I mean, it's enough information to understand that they've got to make a decision as a leader, but not enough to, you know, it is the decision between possibly preventing the, you know, uh, disintegration of the rest of existence right. or living out peacefully until you die in right. old age and never having to worry about it. It's the same sort of combat we're having here on earth of, you know, should we pay it forward right. or should we consider that we only have so many years on this earth? Um, and so I think that in this time, lacking a mentor, uh, you know, within the Ironlanders as, as they're the leadership. I'll say this. I, I mean, there are a bunch of Ironlanders. We could take the time to communicate with our Ironlander tribe if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, I, I think first half goes to KB. Okay. I, I think the, the decision is... KB, this artificial intelligence, has been the closest thing to a brain for for the the longest time for right. us in the Chum Bucket. Um, it's about time we go and see, uh, you know, what they think and pour over the data that they've been given by this ancient race. And then right. once that's been prepared, we go to our people and we make a decision there. All right. So um, let's see. If we're going to KB, we're going to talk. We're going to either develop a relationship or we're going to gather information, secure some kind of advantage. Those are kind of the three that make sense to me. I think gather information. What are you thinking? Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So we return to one of the, the drop pods that contains KB's intelligence and we, we sit down and we share KB the knowledge. You know, do we remain as effectively, you know, Iron Age peoples with, with, with no real way of, of improving beyond our own uh, survival and skill, or do we take the knowledge, you know, the, the bite from the fruit of the tree, you know, of knowledge? So yeah. uh, we're going to be rolling with wits. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought this one through. <laughs> okay. Ah, a miss. On a miss, your investigation unearths a dire threat or reveals an unwelcome truth. We could pay the price. I don't think that's necessary. I don't know. This just sounds like to me that either KB is completely unhelpful or they offer something that doesn't feel right to KB or to half. I think that KB um, is almost too helpful. KB provides all of these statistics, all of these odds. KB goes into sort of like a Doctor Strange, here's the outcome of, yeah. you know, five million projected futures, right. you know, on on both decisions. And at the end of it, half is, is looking into this artificial intelligence, remending, remembering days when the biggest thing on his mind was the storm. Yeah. And what was happening outside of the perimeter and how... He was never meant for the stars, and yet he's seen thousands of them. And realizing that it was foolish to think a computer could give him an answer that he needs to to come across, and even more importantly, him and his people need to. True. It yeah. was always them together against the storm. I think you're totally right. I think 
he goes back and he calls a town meeting in the center of that plane. Uh, you know, it, it, it almost, uh, you know, if we're doing a zoned out shot of these these two meetings, it, it's reminiscent of being back on the Ironlanders' home and seeing the perimeter of the storm, only now they're rimmed by harmless trees. Right. And so they, they, they meet in the center, and I think it's a long, long, long discussion between, what, just short of 10 people, uh, a little over 10? No, at this point, in terms of the Ironlanders, there's probably, I want to say, like, more like 40, 50 people. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty decent for making a, a vote against the death of the universe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, now, here's the thing. I don't see what move brings this us is. beyond our final move, which is to settle the Ironlanders on the vital world. Um, yeah. You know, perhaps if we roll well, you get exactly what you think is the, what half thinks is the right choice. Um, if we don't roll so well, maybe things are a little more complicated than that. And we have to, uh, you know, figure it out from there. But either way, we have six out of 10 progress, not have the best odds. Go ahead. Any additional progress by being here in this well, well defended position? Finding the other Ironlanders was its own vow. We completed that vow. And so I gave us experience towards Landing in the Vital World, which gave us 6 out of 10. Got it. So, okay. uh, you know, unless we want to take more time and say, maybe we do a couple of roles that define, like, how well do we till the land? How much do, we, you know, how well do we kind of settle? Uh, you know, do we have problems with our population? We can make a handful of roles and maybe get to 7 out of 10? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Because I, right. I want to give a, these people the best option we have I, I mean it's the finale it's the last thing gotcha. we're gonna do before that legacy we we ought to give them the best shot they they can have if we're gonna make just a handful of roles matter we need four total uh, uh successes to get to seven okay. so with that said let's you and i decide right now what are the let's maybe say five so we have some room in case we fail too much Right. And you can argue for six if you really want to. But what are the five or six, like, big goals that we can uh, 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 roll for uh, Roll for, for this tribe? So I think one is setting up a new council. Uh, new council. We want to go, go back to how we had it on, on the Ironlanders world uh, and give us a seat of government. So it's really like, how does the government form? Like, what, what does it yeah. look like? Because if we roll poorly, it could be a little tyrannical, etc. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, the second, I think, is definitely agriculture. Because right. Because your whole, your whole existence is based off how you can uh, make the land work for you. Um, and I would argue, short of a miss, if we get a weak hit, maybe it's something more like we, re we retain our hunter-gatherer uh, kind of motif and we don't do so much agriculture. Or we're not very good at it. Right, yeah. I think so many of these roles are like whether we are choosing to further our civilization, whether we're going into the next age and sure. out of the iron. Right? That's a great point. So if we end up having more choices that kind of define us as a hunter-gatherer tribe, we remain that way, right? Yeah. All right, so what's number three? Uh, I think number three is probably relations with the wildlife and societies already on the planet. You know, uh, 
I don't necessarily foresee other sentient life on our level. Yeah. But there's definitely wildlife. There's definitely lesser, lesser species. And I think it's all about how we interact with those uh, husbandry, everything we do with with those materials. For sure. For sure. What about technology? I mean, you know, ne- never yeah. mind uh, the, the obelisk. Like, do we as a society, you know, progress? I love that. Yeah. Uh, also, Chad, if anybody has any ideas, we have four out of out of five or six. Feel free to to chime in. Uh, let's see. Out of the iron into the cult of prevention of the end of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep, says Eli. Okay. So, uh, do you have a fifth idea? Another pillar of society. <laughs> we've got technology. Idea. We've got our relation to the planet. We've got our agriculture. We've got our government. Oh, uh, I think culture. Okay. Uh, whether we develop cultural traditions, whether we establish a history, art, all the things that make us better thinkers and <laughs> ethical. You ethics. know, cultures. Uh, cultures all about ethics, and uh, w- whether we have the morals to support ending uh, death. Yeah. Cultures, ethics, our art, and I just want to come up with one more so we have an option. Um, okay. Beyond culture, beyond technology, beyond a relationship to the planet, our agriculture, our governance. I feel like there's one other kind of nebulous thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about... What about our... Hmm. Something that we're in control of as the Ironlanders. Yeah. Um, population. You know, are we able to, like, breed enough to get back to a survivable population? Exactly. Are we just going to die as these 50, or or do we have a future? Because we can't even think about the future of everyone else if we've got no future. Uh, When I had Aaron on, he, and I don't know how true this is, but I trust Aaron's uh, knowledge. Aaron said that as long as you have, like, a couple dozen people in terms of, like, genes, you're good. You know what I mean? You're not going to have a bunch of inbred freaks or anything like that. So we, <laughs> we've got a nice sampling size. Yeah, I'm sure if we roll low, we become, like, <laughs> old, old monarchy, and we've all got, you know, three toes and two heads. Yeah, yeah. All right, so with these six options, which would you like to roll first? Uh, governance, agriculture, the relation to the planet, technology, or culture, or population? So let's go with uh, with government. Um, I think okay. let's start with that. All right. Is there a move you think best kind of quantifies the, the history of our governance? Um, I, I guess it's more present than that. It's not the whole history. Uh, yeah. It could be... Let's see. So I'm looking at like the list of options here. We have test your relationship, take decisive action, swear a vow. That's that's more of a quest than a move. Um, we can try to sojourn. We can try I mean, to go ahead. To me, maybe develop your relationship or test your relationship, um, because it is yeah. how how well we can come together, right? I think that makes sense. Let's go to 229, test your relationship. All right. When your relationship with a connection is tested through conflict, betrayal, or circumstance, you must roll plus heart. If you share a bond, you may add plus one. You definitely share a bond. So I think you can roll with heart plus one. Okay. Well, that's good. 
It's about as good as it's gonna get. Oh! Fuck, that's not good, though. Alright, so, even with plus four on a miss, if you have no interest in maintaining this relationship, choose one. You either lose the connection, envision how this impacts you, or you prove your loyalty, envision what you offer or what they demand, and swear an iron vow to see it done until you complete the quest. Take no benefits for it, this connection. If you fail your quest, the connection is permanently undone. Um. Doesn't I necessarily mean, mean, you know, we wipe ourselves out. Yeah. I kind of feel this lose the connection in the sense of maybe over time we just kind of split up and become, as would normally happen if we do any kind of agriculture, you know, you become a little more, you know, tribal. You're not just one giant yeah. tribe. Okay. I I'm okay with that. To answer your question, Hollow, we are technically playing one character, but we're kind of in the end game here. So we're kind of extrapolating a little bit and just making some decisions about the entire tribe through Half's point of view. We're, we're thinking, okay, Half is going to continue to lead the tribe for a little while, and that's why we're kind of doing those roles with Half's stats. So with a miss, we don't make any more progress. That's six of the potential four. That's one of the potential four. Okay. Uh, we need to make at least four successes to, to make this work. We still have five more options. Um, we have now agriculture, relations to the planet, technology, our culture, and our population. What's the next one you think we should roll on? Uh, let's do population. All right, hold on. I dropped my pen. Oh, God, there it is. All right, here we go. So with population, we need to find a corresponding move um i i would suggest we do something that involves one of our better attributes such as heart heart yeah we can under connections we could we could make a make a connection move which would be let's, with heart let's do that yeah that kind of you know there's an implication sense. of romance and just like you know connecting with people go ahead and roll with heart uh, real quick let's look at your assets uh, just to make sure there's nothing that we can't. There's enter the fray, secure an advantage. Uh, when you're in a fight, when you secure an advantage, no. So you will roll just with heart. Okay. Just I wish you well. Heart. Oh, man, go better than last time. Okay. Oh, thank God. Weak okay. hit. A weak hit is still a hit nonetheless. So, on a weak hit... You create a connection, but this connection comes with a complication or a cost. Envision what they reveal or demand. I will count this as uh, a progress towards our bigger goal, so that is okay. uh, one out of the four. What does this look like? A weak hit on the population. So I think our complication is that um, between our humble beginnings on the Ironlander's planet and the huge amount of interstellar warping travel that we've been a part of, you know, crossing across God knows how much space and time. Um, I think that our DNA has warped. Hmm. Um, and so we are able to reproduce, but we're, we're showing signs of uh, mutation. Interesting. Um, I'm thinking different pigmentation to the skin color, uh, you know, some maladies coming forward, but there are also some benefits. I think we're changing as a people. Um, I think that's cool. And I, I think we're becoming a little more uh, 
you know, uh, uh, diverse. That's interesting. I, I, I think that... Now, if it was a strong hit, would you say that some of these mutations would have been like psychic powers or, you know, some particularly amazing abilities? But If it was weak, strong hit, right. we would totally go fucking X-Men with right. it. Right. <laughs> but the weak hit is it's not as impressive it's a little bit more like you said changes in height changes in physicality maybe we grow an extra finger or something like that you know something yeah. a little less I, clear. I think it i think it may contribute to our government issues too i think that um you know the natural implication for us as humans unfortunately is to yeah. be very me versus them us versus them and i think that there are some issues still within our society that end up uh, seeing this as like a uh, uh, a signal that that things are going wrong within the society that you know things are going wrong with our people we're hurting we're changing yeah. we're and and it explains why we sort of start breaking ourselves off some folks who don't have these new abnormalities or whatever you know kind of congregate together that kind of thing yeah that is a, a, a progress that's good we have four more options agriculture our relation to the planet technology and our culture what's what's the next one we want so to I think relation to the planet um, should go next. Um, I, I was just thinking about this, and I think facing danger is maybe an appropriate yeah. role. Oh, I totally think so. So if we're going to face danger, there are the options of uh, edge, heart, iron, shadow, or wits. What would you like to so, roll with? I'm thinking going with... Um, uh, I think heart here again because I think that we want to go away from uh, on, on our previous our original planet we were so into hunting because we had to the yeah. storm was coming along right there was no move for farming and if you were farming it had to be mobile and you know uh, keeping animals was harder then yeah but I think we're starting to realize we can do that here we can you know understand the husbandry side of things we can be innovators and and find the wildlife and Put them to work with us, not against us. So if we're using heart, which is resolve, command, or sociability, I think we can flavor that as half, you know, deciding agriculture is the way to go and, and kind of pushing the tribe to it. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe when we face danger, any of our assets can help, but I will double check. Enter the fray. Securing advantage. No. You will, you will roll face danger. You will roll heart. And uh, let's hope it's good. Yeah. Oh. oh, hell yeah. Thank God. That okay. is more progress to our goal. I'm going to uh, mark it for us under our vows. Another check mark. A strong hit. Uh, on a strong hit, you are successful. You can take plus one momentum. So we'll increase our momentum to four in case that becomes useful. We've talked about our relation to the planet. We have agriculture, technology, and culture. And Hollow says they find out rotting milk is just cheese. I think that's a... There you a, go. <laughs> agriculture, technology, or culture. What's next on the docket? Oh, my God. Um, let's get technology because I'm pretty sure that's not going to go well. Hmm. All right. Technology being what we want to roll for, what kind of freaking move do we do for that? Um, yeah. We could check our gear which is a bizarre way of extrapolating technology we could confront chaos what about um secure an advantage ah i like that i like that 
uh, we will secure an advantage when you assess a situation, make preparations, or attempt to gain leverage. I think all those things you do with technology. Yeah. You can roll with either Edge, Heart, Iron, Shadow, or Wits. So under Weapon Master, it says when you secure an advantage mm -hmm. by suiting up and gathering your gear for a perilous encounter or a mission, you may roll plus supply if you do if you do take plus two momentum on a hit. W would that be available here? Because we are, so. uh, you know, taking everything we have uh, in order to uh, push technology forward. Absolutely. I, I think we, in, in this final moment here where we're trying to give the, the Ironlanders the best send-off we can, I think it's the least that we can do. So go ahead. You will roll with your supply, and if you succeed, you gain plus two in your momentum. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know my roles. <laughs> this could easily be an ELA situation. Right. We've got, you know, we're troll meat, man. <laughs> See how we do. I can't believe yeah. it. Oh I can't my God. believe it. Even with eight on your action score, you roll a miss on technology. Now let, let's yeah, read real quick. On a miss, you fail or your assumptions betray you. Pay the price. I think we should pay the price because maybe it'll help us define what this is. Roll a d hundred. Okay. And let me know what you get. Fifty-five, uh, a fifty-five on facing danger or paying the price. Excuse me, a friend, companion, or ally is in harm's way, or you, if you are alone. We're not alone, so a friend, companion, or ally is in harm's way, or put in harm's way. Um, how would you extrapolate this when it comes to technology? Yeah, man. Um. I mean, look, we all have that knowledge that technology can be a rabbit hole in its own way, right? A distraction, or it can be yeah. uh, uh, dangerous when we obsess over the, the, the weapon side of technology. I, w I was also thinking maybe this is a attached to KB. Mm. Um, I mean, KB is an AI that was a part of our ship and is now segmented into these escape pods. And right. You know, how how long does that technology last without us being able to facilitate it? True. Um, I don't know, though. Well, I'm sort of lost here. You feel a little lost. Well, welcome to Starforged. Um, um, I, here's what I'm thinking, though. Like, a miss on technology, my gut tells me we don't get very far Yeah. without the assistance of... You know, this obelisk. obelisk or or KB, like you said, maybe KB's, you know, things start shutting down and, and uh, there's very few of them remaining that work. Um, I, th I, I think really, unless you have a better option, the only option we define is that the current path of the Ironlanders is technology is not progressing very fast. They're, they're not, at first, embracing the, the gifts that are being offered. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, that's I okay. That's the way we we still go. have two options. If we if we roll a weak or a strong hit on either of these on both of these options, we still get that number seven, right? That that seven yeah. progress. So we have agriculture and we have culture left. Which one would you like to roll on next? Uh, let's go with culture. All right. Um, We're trying to, to see what our culture wise. would be like. Uh, let's look at what our options are in terms of moves. <sighs> 
What do you think of like gather information? Because essentially we're building a repository. Yeah, yeah. We are building a repository. That makes sense. We would also, let's see. Um, Harten is a recover move. Okay. And I think that Art certainly heals in its own way. Harten, you know, kind of implies a social dynamic more than, than necessarily like a health dynamic. I'm down with that. So between Harten and what was your other option? Uh, uh, information. Gather, gather information. Gather information. I think both are worth looking at. So if we gather information, we would have to roll wits. But if we... Uh, what did I say it was? If Harten. We harten, which is a, a recovering move. Where'd you go? There we go. If you were to Harten, you would roll plus heart. Well, you know which one I'm picking, Serge. Yes. Uh, Apparently, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> Nothing with Harton under our assets, so we're just going to have to roll plus heart. Okay. Uh, as Eli always loves to say, we, we are always rolling with heart. All heart. Oh, all heart. Yep. So let's go ahead and, and roll that. Oh, oh my man. God. Damn. Wow. This is not going well. That's our that's our last chance, right? Yeah, right? <sighs> On a miss, you take no comfort, and the situation worsens. Pay the price. Wow. We can do. Well, I don't think we have to to pay the price. Um, heartening on a miss. What does that mean? I, I, look, culture is inevitable. You cannot be a human race and not have culture. But what does yeah. it mean when it's not necessarily? A weak hit or a strong hit? To me, it means that maybe our culture is segmented. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, uh, I mean, it's an issue with real life just as well as, you, you know, you have dominant cultures and the non-dominant cultures. And, you know, those smaller cultures are always fighting for representation within the whole. And maybe that's just what it happens is we're, we're already tribal. We've split up. We've now changed as people physically at the DNA level. Right. And we're struggling to find common ground. I think we're being segmented on both sides of, yes, we take this deal. We save the world. And the other half of, no, <laughs> we need to figure out what's happening here because look at the issues. I think that's kind of interesting because what inevitably happens is that Hart's decision to not accept the gift is kind of um... – it's kind of like delaying the inevitable kind of vibe, you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we just we hum, our humanity or the Ironlanders end up in this kind of middle road, not really progressing, not really suffering, just not really going as much as we want or as far as we want. I think that hampers their development too. I think a big reason why our story is now becoming all of these missed roles is everyone is so obsessed with whether we should make the decision to 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 save everyone or save no one that we cannot focus on how to best serve our community this is interesting i like these big ideas um with that said we still only have six out of ten progress for our big final vow um, yeah. I, I will say this, even if we roll a miss on this, I don't think it, 
all it really does mechanically is it just either gives us more or less points towards our final legacy rolls. We still have three legacy rolls. If you look under the legacy tab, there is our quests, our bonds, and our discoveries. We roll on yeah. each of those, and if we roll well on one or two of them, uh, uh, we can you know, d decide what happens in a positive light. So it's yeah. not the end of the road yet. So with six out of ten progress, I think it's time to, to make this roll. I want you to click that fulfill button next to the six okay. out of ten, and let's see what we get. Interesting. Oh, wow. A weak hit. So, uh, uh, we're going to go to fulfill our vow. The one time I actually hit something. <laughs> God damn. When you, ah. when you reach the end of your quest, roll the challenge dice and compare your progress. On a weak hit, your vow is fulfilled. You may mark a reward on your legacy track. We'll say that this is part of your quest track. Um, things... Hold on, let's see. On you realize the, but there is more to be done, or you realize the truth of your quest. If you swear an iron vow, you may go and go on this, but we're not going to swear an iron vow. I think we're at a crossroads, and I think an oracle roll might be best. You tell me if I'm wrong. Fifty-one or greater, we do what you think is best. Either we don't take the knowledge from the fruit of the tree of the obelisk, or we do. What, okay. do you, what do you want to do? Uh, I I want to take this weird obelisk steal. And I think half does too. I, okay. I mean, I think I think it should be up to the oracle, but that is my belief. If the oracle roll is positive, we take the deal. So 51 or greater, we take the deal. Roll a yeah. d100. This will decide the fate of... Of the possibly the entire universe. Let's see. Roll a d hundred. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate this because this is a well. I guess this is the story of my TTRPG career. But this is a prison I made myself. <laughs> oh my god. With a delta green double critical success. That would be considered a, a critical success. A seventy-seven. Yes, we take the deal that this obelisk offers, the, the, the knowledge that it offers. I think w without even needing to roll, we can make some big decisions, such as technology increases, our, our standard of life increases, our population increases, we, we figure out the issues with these mutations, things definitely get better in some sense, at least for the Ironlanders. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's a boost in technology, and with the use of the obelisk, the progenitor uh, technology and those sentient machines begin to invest themselves into Ironlander's life. Hmm. Becomes a part of every day, I think. Amazing. So what is left now is to go to our Legacy Seeds page. We have, you know, of all the quests we've been doing, we've been tracking them. Um, I will increase our tracking to quests to 9. So we have 9 out of 10 on our quests. We have Woo. 4 out of 10 on our bonds. Not the best. And we have, yeah. I believe it's 7 out of 10 for our discoveries, which is not bad. So yeah. each one, let me pull up real quick what these uh, legacy moves mean. Um, I was reading it earlier, and I just want to make sure we get this right. So... Uh, face desolation, recover, legacy. Okay. When you retire from your life as Iron Sworn, you are going to roll on each of the legacy tracks, quest, bonds, and discoveries, one roll per track. 
And each one is going to either be a strong hit, a weak hit, or a miss. And we'll kind of decide what, what happens there. So, oh, God. Um, the Ironlanders get very advanced. We decide that. Let's decide with our quests uh, uh, role whether we leave this planet. Do we ever leave yeah. the vault, right? Okay. Go ahead and roll. Uh, if you look at the quest, there is a roll button on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make that roll. A weak hit. Interesting. Wow. You a, a 10 and an 8 on the challenge die. We still rolled really well with a 9. Um, that is a weak hit. For each weak hit, choose one from below or uh, one from the miss options. Uh, see it through. Choose one of the former character's uh, unfinished quests and you see it through to the end. Rebuild the connection or explore, explore familiar ground. We're not really going to go into too much depth with these, but which of those kind of sounds like what the Ironlanders do? Do we see it through? Do we rebuild the connection? Or do we explore familiar ground? I've got a, I've got a great idea. Tell me. I think it's explore familiar ground. Um, I think that through all of this technology, through all of this advancement, the Ironlanders are working with the obelisk to discover what it is exactly that ends everything. And it suddenly becomes clear through the research. I mean, years down the line, they finally realize what it is. And it is that eventually a storm is going to engulf the galaxy. And that storm comes from the Ironlanders' home planet. Mm, interesting. That storm is destined one day to... Uh, supernova, essentially, and, and travel across Nebula and take everything with it. And so exploring familiar ground, I think that we do return to the galaxy eventually to go back home and to start uh, uh, studying our home planet and, and realizing things about it that we had never fully realized when we were, uh, you know, uh, only concerned for the storm. Gotcha. I think that's very interesting. Chat is blowing up. Uh, Hollow continues to be an incredible troll with, I was going to say NFTs, but that works too. Uh, I'm going to miss those Hollow comments. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yes, we go out into the stars. We leave uh, having mastered the, the, the technology of the progenitors. And we start working on stopping this storm from destroying, you know, our, our galaxy, the, the forge where, where we live. Next, we're going to go to our bonds roll. This is, uh, I think, what would be appropriate for our Bonds roles to define what is our relationship with the rest of the universe. Like, there's the jungle, there's the Sacro Shamu, there's other intelligent possible life here. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I think it's appropriate that this is the role because it's not the best, I don't know if we're going to have the best relationship with yeah. the intelligent I, life. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to deny us. Uh, I think it's very easy to write off people who are trying to solve something that's going to happen, you know, such and such years off, off the front. And so I think this Bond's role definitely comes down to how well our message is received right. and what the Ironlanders are trying to accomplish. Make that roll. Click roll, and let's see right. what happens. Oh, come on. Bond. I want to I keep the space whales, man. Oh! A well, we knew it was miss. coming. A complete miss. So... I'm just going to throw out there, I think that there's, like, a forge-sized war. You know, the jungle, this gigantic corporation that thinks it runs everything, is going to throw everything it has at us. 
Um, you know, once we ran from the from the jungle, now we are on par, if not even more powerful than the jungle. What exactly. else? Exactly. Um, I think, unfortunately, some years down the line, uh, the Shamus go extinct. Mm. Uh, we we lose them throughout the galaxy. What I about think they the go space on... whales, though? Those those are almost more important oh. to us. I think the space whales are okay. <laughs> They don't pose a real exist. They don't pose like an intelligence threat to us. They're just creatures, you know. I th I think that they go um, like on a great like a pilgrimage almost like mm. a you know how in Lord of the Rings the elves are like the world is fucked up, right. dude. We're gonna peace out. I think the space whales are like I don't want any fucking part of this shit. This and is giving war me begins, um, this is giving me Hitchhiker's Guide vibes where the dolphins are like see you later <laughs> yes exactly they're like this is your mess goodbye yes all and that we have left of a... the space whales as hollow says are are marketable plushies that's all that remains of yeah. the species that mm -hmm. eventually swims away to to get away from all the the warring and destruction that kind of occurs yeah. um finally our discoveries track uh maybe this is the definition of do we solve the problem do we you know, help the universe extend as far as it can. Do we jump into the next iteration of the universe? Do we go as far as possible? That's what this role, I think, implies to me. Woo! Okay. So with 7 out of 10, a weak, a weak hit. hit. A weak hit. Uh, again, you either see it through, you rebuild a connection, or you explore familiar ground. What, what do you think? Oh, man. Got it. I think we see it through. Um, yeah. I, I think by the, by the time that we solve it, by the time that it all comes to fruition, or at least we have an answer, it's almost as though the, the Ironlanders are imperceptible from the progenitor. Yeah. Uh, we, we are, it's just us. I, I mean, the war is over. The right. remnants have all come in. There are still splinter groups and everything against us, but the majority of the galaxy has decided finally, Okay. We're going to do it. I find that very takes. interesting. I find it interesting that we, we end up finding ourselves in the same place as the progenitors. Maybe what happened to us may have happened to the progenitors. You know, they were like, yeah. we're, we're trying to, to do something here, and there was there was pushback about it in, in the universe. Well, I think uh, just to uh, – I you know me. I love to tie things up yeah. from when we started off. I think that we discover in our answers, in, in the long history that we have post-war – we discover that the bodies that were left behind on that original planet, not all of them were the original Ironlanders. Some of them were the progenitors who left the vaults themselves, mm. coming back to solve the problem and losing themselves to the storm. So these people who we revered as ancestors and waypoints throughout the storm oh, interesting. were always us in a weird cyclical way wow. that we've come back around. And we have rejoined this effort uh, that, that we never really realized we'd been a part of, or at least near from the beginning. I'd like you to paint kind of the final picture here. You know, uh, in many ways, I bet we don't even look human. I mean, but, you know, but, but by this point, we're, we're, we might all be within an obelisk of some kind. You know what I mean? What does it look like for humanity to move to the next step, possibly the next universe? So I think that it is a long ancestral line back to the original Ironlanders. I, I don't even know that it's... I, I think that it's somewhat loosely uh, related to Hath. Mm -hmm. um, 
is who, who a lot of people refer to as the first, right? And, and that long line has led itself into these people who have finally found the answer. Yeah. So I think this person who has taken over the helm of, of what Half had set up so long ago on a planet where that storm raged on takes this armada of people from every lick of the galaxy, every corner, all these people that we've met. I mean, by now, of course, the space whales have come back because they're like, oh, shit, it's back together. <laughs> um, and so I'm picturing just this massive congregation around the planet where that storm is raging on and it's now started to take into the solar system uh, orbiting it. We've all just sort of gathered around this massive supernova um, and there is just this sullen sort of silence amongst everyone around as we're realizing the ramifications of thousands of years of people who just wanted to do the right thing, just wanted to do right by their people. And so it's it's this brief look into us riding through the storm and moving our our, our uh, small you know iron iron age camps and and of us taking to the skies and becoming star forge and all of these things and then it eventually comes back to that picture of us all around the storm and that first Ironlander that that new leader that new person who is going to tell our story in the next thousand. Um, you know, presses the button and yeah. and resets that that uh, unfair ending to our our galaxy. Um, and I think with that, we go home to our new home. Uh, with with this planet being taken over by that storm and that storm now dissipated, we fly back through the vault. We land back with our new people. Everyone looking wildly different in this utopian uh, world. And we land in that crop circle. Um, and I think the camera pans out from there. Um, wow. With, with a job well done. Well, we had a, a raid right as you were kind of like starting that monologue. And uh, it's hilarious to me that this raid happens right at the end of our <laughs> massive epic ending guys uh if you want to see this if you missed it it will eventually be on our playback and it will be uh on our youtube caleb i couldn't think of a better way to have ended uh, uh this this starforged game epic uh you're blowing everybody's mind in the chat uh, what a great session thank you thank you and thank you for running it serge i when we first started talking about doing this project I, I mean we all were so psyched from the beginning and i remember so uh so much excitement out of all of us after we finished that session zero and and really realized what this thing was going to be but I, I don't think anyone guessed how far you were going to take it and I, I'm emotional, man. It feels so good to <laughs> uh, give us a good ending. Absolutely. It's always good to bring a game to a close. You know what I mean? So, you, you, sometimes there's games where you run it for years and years, and I'm sure when you bring one of those to a close, it's very emotional. But anytime yeah. there's closure, you know, there's nothing worse than leaving a game or a campaign hanging and you don't know what happened, you know, in the end of it. Yeah. So it's always fun to do that. And you know what? I really have to thank our, uh, our listeners and our uh, yeah. patrons and our uh, Twitch subscribers. You guys uh certainly give us the inspiration to to come here and do this uh it's been so fun uh, uh sharing the story with you getting your insights and your crazy ideas and adding them uh to our story we've certainly had a few npcs and a few events that have been affected by our our chat but you know this is the end of starforged 
doesn't mean we won't ever return to it again, but it's also the beginning of something new. Uh, we will uh, continue every Tuesday to stream something. Uh, we do have some exciting news where our friend uh, Vince, who runs our Orpheus campaign, is planning to run a uh, a one-on-one, one-person, similar to what we were doing with Starforged, Knight's Black Agent campaign. And for those of you unfamiliar, that's basically a vampire game. Uh, not Vampire of the Masquerade, but it is heavily centered around Dracula and vampires. And uh, he has this cool idea. He wants to run us through this short campaign uh, where we will follow a sim similar method, where I or Caleb or any of the other Maydayers will show up and, and run the same character uh, to see if we can make it to the end of the campaign. Hopefully we do. Uh, so that's something exciting that we've got coming up that will be uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, in between those, because I think he's going to do it every other Tuesday, uh, we'll fill that with either me coming on and doing a little painting stream, uh, just you know, kind of chill, relaxing, and, and, and I'll paint some minis, uh, or we'll have somebody else come on and do something else. Uh, all of this getting ready for the wrap-up of our of our Orpheus game, which is coming to a close. Book one is coming to a close. There are still many chapters left, but we'll take a little break from that. And after that, we will have another campaign that my buddy Caleb is planning to run. Uh, are you ready yeah. to say anything about it yet? Yeah. Um, in June, uh, May Day is going to take on uh, Vampire the Masquerade for the first time. Uh, I'm stepping into the role of storyteller, and yeah. it'll be my my first time GMing for May Day uh, uh, as far as we've gone. And um, it's going to be centered in Las Vegas, so I, I'm going to be taking through uh, these folks through a a pretty long excursion into Sin City. And trying to bring out those darker sides with uh, with Vampire the Masquerade, and I'm really excited to step into it. We're going to be streaming it right here on our channel, uh, and we're going to have a full group with us. It's going to be yeah. very exciting to to see happen. So please check in with us in June. Uh, watch out for that Vampire the Masquerade campaign, and and come out and support Vegas by night. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I feel like I wanted to say one more thing before we bring this to a close. Uh, everyone, you know, we ran Ironsworn and Starforged. If you liked the game, please go to ironswornrpg.com. I believe Starforged or starforgerpg.com is where you can find Starforged. Uh, although, although they haven't shipped the, the books yet, I think you can buy it and have it shipped to you when it's ready. Uh, please support them. Please support Sean Tompkin, who has been incredibly supportive of us. Uh, he has often retweeted us and supports us in other ways, and we're just so uh, uh, grateful uh, to him. Uh, and to you guys, uh, to our patrons. Uh, guys, we do have a Patreon. If you would like to subscribe, you can. Or subscribing to our Twitch is another wonderful way of supporting us. Um, so, guys, thank you so much. Uh, uh, thank you so much uh, for having me uh, be the, the GM of this great game. Caleb, thank you for a, a wonderful final game. You have such wonderful descriptive skills, and, and you've got so much creativity. I know that the, uh, the Vegas VTM is going to be incredible. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. I really, I, I really love you for saying that. All right, guys, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to remind people too that we have Doom to Repeat season two that's still coming out next Friday. We'll have a brand new episode. I'm sure some of you have tuned in already for the last one and seen just how wild we've gotten. I promise you, that is the bottom of the <laughs> scale for this season. I wish I could say anything else. 
but um, it gets worse for us, better for you, right. so stick in. Right. The viewers love uh, listening to your pain, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can't wait to finish releasing those episodes. Um, guys, thank you again. We love you, and we will see you next time, all right?